Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fidelity Connects, a Fidelity Investments Canada podcast, connecting you to the world of investing and helping you stay ahead. For 18 years now, Fidelity has been surveying Canadians about their retirement plans and preparedness. Year over year, a main takeaway is the value of a written retirement plan. Today, we'll unpack which highlights and trends stood out this year relative to prior surveys, including the effects that a rising cost of living, market uncertainty, inflation, and more have on retirement preparedness. Investor behavior is changing, and here to help us understand more is one of the authors of the report, Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research, who joins host Emily Ananuevo. This episode is focused more on content and insights the average Canadian investor would find helpful. So if you are a financial advisor, you may find last week's episode with both Michelle and Peter Bowen more relevant, where they look at the 2023 retirement report with an advisor's lens. This podcast was recorded on June 21st, 2023. And if you would like to receive your own copy of the report, please head to go.fidelity.ca slash retirement. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy, or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. Before we get to the main findings of the report, if you can just lay the foundation, Michelle, and explain to our viewers the main elements of retirement planning. What should Canadians consider and why does it pay to plan ahead? All right, so three components. We're looking at the elements, considerations, and the, the, the value of planning ahead. So we'll start with the elements. First of all, what does that retirement vision look like? Next, we want to think the next element is think about what was what about the finances? And the third element is creating a plan. So let's go into some of the considerations on each one. So thinking about that retirement vision, I'm going to ask you, yeah. what do you want to do in retirement, Emily? I mean, for me, I would love to be able to travel with my family and just overall feel financially stable in my retirement years because I know we're all living longer these days. Is that right? There is a yes. Yeah. The short answer is yes. So that the overarching goal of what people want is to be financially comfortable mm. in their retirement for their whole retirements. Uh, just I'm going to build upon that, which the, that vision of yeah. retirement. You see it in the media, the happy couple on the <laughs> beach having a great time. It's nice. Yeah. And absolutely it is travel. It's spending time with family and friends, mm-hmm. sports, entertainment, volunteering, hobbies, times we didn't have things to do during our working years. And it's going to be all of those things. A little bit about how long retirement could or might last. Uh, Standard retirement age is about 65, right? And then life expectancy at age 65, on average, people can expect to live about 20 years. Women a little bit longer, men a little bit less, Mm -hmm. but that's average 20 years. But that's an average. So it could last 30 years or longer, meaning it's planning for it to last a long time. The first third of retirement will look considerably different than the last third of retirement. 
where I'm going with this is when you're creating that retirement vision, you really want to have that vision for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so next I want to go into, so that, is the, that was the fun part, creating the vision. So then the second part is bringing it, well, what are some of the financial considerations there? You said travel, you wanted to travel. That could be five star luxury around the world, meaning Pricey. very expensive, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it could be more economical. There's a wide range. Um, so that's a financial consideration as well. And plus all your day-to-day -day expenses. So really coming up with a post-retirement budget. The next financial aspect of it is, well, where are you today? So understanding where, what does that financial picture look like? Which brings me to my third consideration is the plan. How do you get from here, where you are today, to where you want to be mm -hmm. in retirement? And we're pre-retirees. But even somebody who is in retirement, well, they want to have make, create a plan to maintain that nest egg for the entirety of their retirement. And as we talked about, their main priority here is to be financially comfortable for their entire retirements. So that brings me to, well, why plan ahead? It's our third piece. Well, you're more likely to achieve your goals if you plan ahead. I know that sounds simple, but that doesn't mean that it's easy. So that's really why we have the report to help break it down into pieces to help people make it a little bit easier. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful explanation. So you need that retirement vision, you need the financial considerations, and you need a plan to actually ex execute those retirement goals. Now, the Fidelity Retirement Report is such a great resource and tool for advisors and investors just to help to plan and to think about retirement, right? Michelle, if you can just go into the top insights from this year's report, what are we looking at? Well, we'll roll it back a little bit. Um, thinking about like, what have we been through in the last three years? Um, I, just over a little over three years ago, we all lived through a pandemic, I believe, who just officially announced it's officially over, but, but there's so many things, other things that are happening on. Bank of Canada interest rates, inflation, market volatility, housing, Canadian dollar, Canadian wildfires, submarines, <laughs> it just, there's always something. And so there, it's some, where I'm going is that it's instability. So what we wanted to really understand is, well, what does that mean for Canadians who are planning for retirement and actually living in retirement? And overall, we found that Canadians feel positive about retirement. Okay. Yeah. So we broke those. This is on slide number one. We'll pull that up. And we broke it down between retirees and pre-retirees. And what we can see is that the retirees are in the blue and the pre-retirees are in the green. And you can see the retirees pretty consistently in that 80% range. And this goes back a number of years, mm -hmm. um, feeling positive about retirement where it's fewer pre-retirees. So we dug down and tried to figure out, well, what, what, is, there a, is there a common theme with the pre-retirees? Why are they feeling less positive? Uh, and what we found is that those who have a written plan, pre-retirees with a written plan, 85% of them felt positive. And it's those who did not have a written plan were less likely to feel positive, only 55% of them. So you can see that there's a correlation here. 
having a written plan, feeling positive about retirement. No written plan, feeling less positive about retirement. Okay, so that's pretty clear that retirees are feeling positive, but pre-retirees, not as positive. So the report compiles findings from the survey, like I mentioned, and I'm just curious, Michelle, what types of questions were asked in the survey and which age group was focused on? Okay, so we've been doing this survey for 18 years now, a long time. And we survey pre-retirees who are 45 and older and retirees. So those people are more focused on retirement and living in retirement. Um, and we ask about 2,000 Canadians from coast to coast. And so what we're looking for, we want to get into their insights, their behaviors, their attitudes as they're preparing for retirement and living in retirement. Um, and because we've been doing this survey for 18 years, we can ask the same questions over and over. And then we can also ask questions about all those macroeconomic uh, considerations that could be impacting their perceptions. So we talk and we try to take it through a journey. What are overall perceptions of retirement? What are different savings priorities? What's holding people back from retiring when they would want to? Cost of living, how is that impacting their saving, their spending, mm -hmm. investing habits? What are the components of a plan and ultimately the value of advice? Okay. Um, so you touched upon some of the issues and concerns uh, amongst pre-retirees and retired Canadians, market volatility, inflation, rising interest rates, any other top themes and concerns that you found within the report? Well, I wanted to go in and talk about focusing a little bit about the inflation and how that is really impacting spending, savings and investing. And what we found and you and I feel it, we all feel it. Uh, going to the grocery store or the gas station, we're all spending more. Yeah. Uh, and what we found is that people are also saving less and investing less. But there was a real significant increase between last year and this year. Uh, last year we went from uh, invest, saving less, 21% said that, yes, I'm investing less, up to 42%, a significant increase. Uh, and again, those investing less, from 26% up to 39% in 2023. Um, and again, we're trying to figure out well, what's, what's the common theme here. Uh, those with a written retirement plan were more likely to be sticking to their plan. And those without a written plan, well, they were predominantly the ones who were uh, saving less and investing less. Um, so when it comes to investments, and this is slide number three we'll want to pick up, please. Uh, we asked in our survey, I'm not going to agree or disagree. I'm not going to invest in anything but very safe investments for a long time because of everything that's happened in the markets. So overall, the respondents, about 50% of them agreed with that. Um, and so we look at the slide here and we're splitting it between pre-retirees and retirees. And you can see that there's a significant, and we're also looking between last year and this year, mm. and there is a significant increase in both areas here. Um, and where I want to really focus on is well, when it comes to asset allocation, those very safe investments aren't going to get the growth that individuals need. Uh, when you think about pre-retirees, they have decades until retirement, right. and even retirees. Um, 
they could their retirement could last decades as well. And market volatility, it's just a feature of feature of the market. So go up, it's gone bump before, it's recovered, passed to where it was before. And keeping the long-term perspective when it comes to uh, when it comes to investing. Okay, really interesting. More Canadians investing in safe mm -hmm. investments. Mm -hmm. Now, with the rising interest rates again, and that point, that theme, Michelle, how is that affecting saving and investing goals of retired or pre-retiree Canadians? Uh, okay, so let's look. Um, just thinking about actually the timing of retirement. Can okay, we let's spend yeah. a little bit there? I, I missed that because we wanted to talk about the timing of retirement, and this is slide number two. Mm -hmm. So. We ask what's a factor that's holding you back from retirement. And the top three were rising cost of living, concern they hadn't saved enough, and the performance of those investments. And when we focus on those specifically, the number one reason, rising cost of living was holding the individual back from retirement. And then when we're looking at these pre-retirees, well, the younger retirees, 45 to, to 55, there was a negligible difference between last year and this year. As we get older, the 40, the 55 to 64, you can see that there's a slight increase. But when you really look at those 65-year-olds, where retirement is on their doorstep, yeah. they're the ones who are feeling more nervous and we're saying that they are delaying their retirements. Wow. And so, and you know, this is a big component of the plan. When do I plan on retiring? And um, so when, when you have, and I speak with many advisors who've built these plans for their clients, and they're built to withstand these types of macroeconomic uh, features, changes. So what, what it means is that there's many in this category working with advisors who probably just fine to retire when they'd planned to and don't need to delay their retirement. So there's, there's a lot of considerations there to be thinking about. Okay, really interesting mm -hmm. that those closer to the age of 65 are delaying or changing the timing of their retirement. Right. Very, very interesting. So back to the interest rates then, Michelle, how is that affecting saving and investing goals uh, in right. terms of, I know you want to talk about debt. Yeah, so we're going to, I'll, I'll share some statistics. Mm -hmm. This is a report from CMHC, just, it was recently released. And it said that Canadians have the highest household debt to GDP of any G7 country. Well, and there's another report that came out from IMF and that they said that Canadian has the highest default risk of any country in an OECD country. Um, so, and we can look at other statistics as well, but Canadians are more leveraged than they've ever been in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so that means a higher portion of their household income is going towards those mortgage costs, mm -hmm. which means a decrease of financial flexibility. As we're going through a period of interest rate hikes, and we don't know what's going to happen there, but as people renewing their mortgages from a low, low rate to a, a higher rate, uh, there's, there's, it becomes more stressful and there is a higher risk of default, which is, which is a worry for many people. Um, so when we looked at, well, how are people impacted by these rates? 56% uh, of pre-retirees, so over half, said that they were going to be negatively impacted. 
impacted, which makes sense because well, they're more likely to have mortgage debt and debt, period. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, and some retirees, uh, I would, are also impacted negatively as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a generation ago, it would have been unheard of for somebody to retire and have mortgage debt. Uh, but as we, as historically, we've had had this long period of very low interest rates. Right. You do see people who are retiring and have mortgage debt. Uh, but when we looked at well, mortgage or sorry, rate hikes, fifteen mm-hmm. percent uh, of retirees said they, they thought this was a good thing. They were feeling positive about it. They would be impacted positively. Okay, really interesting. Now, just curious, Michelle, in the report, how does it describe the savings goals of those born outside of Canada? Okay, so those born inside and outside of Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, So those who are born inside of Canada, uh, let's pull up, there's a slide here. I think we're on slide number four now. All right. And um, so we're looking at the different savings goals Mm -hmm. of Canadians. So these are just in general. We're looking at saving for retirement saving for children, supporting elderly parents. Uh, A major purchase could be a car, vacation, house renovation. Uh, And the last one, bringing that around is a new home, a second home, a cottage or something like that, a larger property. So when we look at the slide, we can see that Canadians really prioritize it. But those who are born outside of Canada and they're in the green, really prioritize savings. And so, also, when you look at the differential, they're also prioritizing multi-generational savings. So saving for the children, post-secondary education, perhaps a wedding, uh, and also really being part of that um, saving for older parents who may have come from a, a, a country that didn't prioritize individual retirement mm-hmm. savings, a, a much different background. Um, so the key element here is I want to bring it back to, well, Canada just recently hit 40 million people. And that's so, it's largely built on immigrants. And so that's a a large portion of our population are immigrants. And the complexities of their retirement plans, when you're especially doing it multi-generationally. So it's, it's important to be thinking about that. And I think that our, our survey results really show that all Canadians are thinking about saving, investing, long-term goals, but it's even more complex for, the, for immigrants. Okay, that is really fascinating. Those born outside of Canada saving more mm-hmm. and putting their savings towards different goals like children's ed- education and taking care of, the, of their elderly parents. So that's, are, that's really sandwich generation. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Now, Michelle, in terms of the findings, just curious also, was there any differences across regions across Canada? Oh, interesting. Uh, In Quebec, they were more likely to be saying positive about retirement, both pre-retirees and retirees. And those in the Maritimes were actually a little bit lower. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Are there any changes you see in the near future that could impact retirement? Okay, so we're seeing some changes potentially on registered retirement and income funds on the minimum withdrawal. Um, So what I want to take a roll back, uh, when it comes to individual retirement savings, 
by and large, most people use registered retirement savings plans. Uh, and what happens is when someone enters into retirement, they would convert it into a RIF. Um, now, actually, just to be complete, um, it needs to be converted, uh, either taken in cash, which very few people do. The RSP needs to be converted into cash. Uh, or an annuity, and very few people choose those. Mm -hmm. By and large, people convert their RSPs into a registered retirement income fund, a RIF, and this needs to be done by the end of the year in which they turn 71. Okay. 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 So what happens after that is that once it's converted into a RIF, there's a minimum withdrawal that needs to be made. So it's a percentage based on the age and the amount that's in the fund needs to be withdrawn in the following year. So the Department of Finance is looking at changing those RIF minimums. Oh, okay. They're looking at the underlying assumptions, uh, looking at longevity, inflation, rate of return. And ideally what I think, we're what, what, what I would hope to see is that they're going to reduce that RIF minimum withdrawal. And what it does is it allows people to, who are living longer and longer to really manage that RIF over a longer period because they can keep more of it invested, yeah. as well as it just gives them more flexibility of that RIF, with, of that RIF withdrawal. Um, so there's, that's something we'll keep an eye on. Uh, if and when those changes come out, we'll come back and we'll explain what that means for our viewers. Right, but really interesting to know the changes and the different elements of the RIF withdrawals at that age. Right. Um, Michelle, throughout the show, we've been talking about the importance of a written financial plan. If you could just go over the benefits of that in terms of having it in front of you and you know updating it throughout the different chapters of your life. Right. Um, so the importance of having a written financial plan, obviously you are going to feel better financially. And here we have slide number five. Um, and you can see the differences there. Those are significant. It's uh, almost double. Those who have a written financial plan feel better prepared. Uh, but it's also emotional, social, and physical, which those are four pillars of well-being. And so there's the connection here, having a written financial plan to overall well-being. You can't see it. Like the numbers there, they simply speak for themselves and how, how foundational that, that written financial plan is. And to complement that, and in addition to that, the value and importance of seeking guidance from a financial advisor. Like, do they help you write the, the, the retirement plan and how does that work? seeking that, that advice. So the, the value of advice, um, we found, what we found in our survey is that those who have a written financial plan, 80% of them work with a financial advisor to create that plan. Uh, you could certainly do it on your own, uh, but with so many different things, uh, when you're dealing with a financial advisor who does this day in, day out, mm -hmm. you're probably going to get a better quality, a more comprehensive plan. Uh, I, use, I use the term financial advisor, but it's really a financial coach uh, because it's instructional. They create this plan, they break it down into pieces that are manageable, digestible. Mm -hmm. They keep you on track. When life happens, there's ups and downs, that emotional aspect of actually sticking to that plan. Yeah. And when you stick to your plan, you're more likely to achieve your goals. 
Absolutely. Now, like you mentioned, the survey has been going on for the last 18 years. You've been involved with the report for that long. Now, Michelle, have you seen retirement trends change over the years or are Canadians still sticking to the same retirement goals? By and large, the goals stay the same. They're, they're very similar year after year. Retirement means like the travel, family and friends. Um, but I think more the path of getting there is what we're seeing the real changes. Um, you think a, a generation ago, a couple decades ago, it was a hard stop. When you complete your, complete your primary job and go into retirement. Uh, whereas now we're seeing more pre-retirees who are like, well, yeah, I'm going to retire from my primary career, but then work as a little transition type of job, uh, more of an evolution. Maybe it's consulting. Maybe one of my friend's father worked as a, um, as a, in a garden shop because he had a passion for gardening. Uh, so it's that, that sort of the vision, the evolution from working years to the sort of more traditional retirement years, it's evolving. And so I think that, you know, when you have a written plan, it helps you stay on track to actually achieve those goals. Absolutely. And just to add to that point about that transition period changing, I mean, personally, my father-in-law is still working in his retirement years and I don't see him ever stopping. I mean, I think it really reflects the changing values of Canadians that Yes, they've hit that retirement age, but technically they're still staying active, exactly. stay engaged, feel like you're contributing that sense of being. And you know, as a secondary, um, as, as a secondary reason, getting paid a little bit, that doesn't hurt, you know? Like it, it makes life a little bit easier. Maybe it pays for that additional vacation every year, an additional night out, what have you. Um, and so, but we do, I do want to stress that a plan to work in retirement is not a retirement plan. Um, what we want is to have the choice to do the things that you want to do. And that really starts years in advance. Okay, perfect. We have a few minutes left. Michelle, what were the top findings, if you can review for our audience again, what were the top findings from this year's retirement report? Well, I think that we are going through some turbulent times. And no matter how we sliced and diced it, whether it was my people's feelings about retirement, mm -hmm. what are their worries and their concerns when it comes to the timing of their retirement, those who had a written financial plan are faring so much better than those who don't. Uh, so that was the real key takeaway. And is that the one, that was my last question, is that the one key takeaway Canadians and investors should um, you know pick out from this report right. is that written financial plan? Having a written financial yeah. plan. And I know we, we talk about working with a financial advisor to help create one, but just start with you are where you are. Take a snapshot of what your financial position looks like and use that information as knowledge and, and really power. So you're making decisions from a place of confidence. Absolutely. Michelle, always wonderful to sit down with you. Um, thank you so much for deep diving into this year's Fidelity Retirement Report and sharing this valuable information with our viewers. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Thank you, Emily. Thanks for listening to the Fidelity Connects podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to Fidelity Connects on your podcast platform of choice. 
And if you like what you're hearing, leave a review or a five-star rating. Fidelity Mutual Funds and ETFs are available by working with a financial advisor or through an online brokerage account. Visit fidelity.ca slash how to buy for more information.